This Sam Mays Podcast Roadshow is brought to you by Pettit Insurance in Norman. Remember, you're always in good hands with Allstate. On the Monday of game week, it's just different. It hits different. It feels different. It's uh, something that has been in my blood my whole life. So when you listen to Red Dirt music, it's like that last rebel sound to me. It is a combination of uh, southern rock and jazz and uh, bluegrass. And and for Skip Bayless to come out and say, I don't feel bad for him and kind of belittle him and say, how dare you? How dare you as the leader of America's team show weakness? Honestly, I want to say what I want to say. This is the Sam Mays Podcast. Welcome, I'm Sam Mays, and today we've got Mr. Greg Thomas. Hello. Comedian here in Oklahoma City and uh, former guest of the Sam Mays Podcast. Mr. West Sims, how are you, sir? I am fantastic. I, uh, it's Friday night. I've had a week, <laughs> yeah. and it has been cool to just kind of sit here at Brent's Cajun Seafood with you guys and just kind of kick it for a minute. Well, uh, now you're going to have a night. The, uh, the crawfish is back here at Brent's. Yes, yes, it is. It took him a little bit. Brent is currently in Cabo or... Hanging out with Ted Cruz? Is he hanging out with Ted Cruz? Is that what Brent is down a, there with Ted? <laughs> Brent is in a different country. Working on Brent, some jumbo shrimp deals for us. Doing some Brent things. So I am... Uh, we're here podcasting and eating the food and having a good time and love this place. You got to love the, the fact that this is like our local cheers, right? Oh, I have. Like you right. walk into the bar here at Brent's and you... Like there's like six people I know at the place. <laughs> They're like, what's up, Sam? I'm like, yeah, this is not like I know you from radio. Like, this Guys is like, introducing themselves to me, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're here every in time. that chair. Every time. Within one chair every time I've been. Every single time. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I love, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. It's I'm amazing. A fan. I'm a fan. So uh, thank you guys for uh, for joining me. We had to get a podcast out this week. Like I said, it's been a week for me uh, personally. But, I, you know, just to get here and kind of go through like a rapid fire event uh, with a couple of my buddies would be kind of cool. We'll just hit some. Uh, current events, and uh, we'll go around this table and kind of see what happens, right? And yeah. And take where the conversation goes, it goes. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, so we're going to start with Greg. Greg's going to lead off we... here. And the topic is Tiger Woods. Proves he's Asian by finally he had a lot of – he had a lot of uh, – he had a lot of forward heading in the African American black community for bailing, banging shit. out, <laughs> for banging out Denny's waitresses and oh. just doing it the right way. And you know what? He just had the documentary and he had just handed out the the jacket right. the day before. And you know what? And like, uh, I, every single golfer loves getting the jacket from Tiger. You know what I mean? To to for anybody to get the Tiger, you know, to get the jacket from Tiger, you just. It's, it's a moment awesome. you absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and then a day later, you know, and honestly, like when you see the breaking and you see Tiger Woods in vehicle, thing, it takes me right back to like Kobe, and I'm like, oh fuck, are you, you know, what I mean? it literally yeah. brought me back to the same kind of emotion where you're like, no, 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 all right, every single famous person to evacuate California immediately. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that car, I was like, don't you. Don't don't <laughs> scroll. Don't yeah. you dare scroll across the bottom of that screen. And they're right. like, he's alive, and I was like, that's enough. All right, no, 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 and yeah, I'm very glad that he's doing well. It doesn't, judging by the uh, injuries and all the surgeries and stuff, I wouldn't guess that he'll be playing golf ever. Uh, I mean, but never say never. But I think he'll be caddying for his kid, 
who, by the way, is a monster. Did you see that guy hitting? Oh yeah, he's just he's an absolute stud. That guy yeah. is gonna. That guy's gonna be, you know. The, the, the future, right? His dad's not going to have to live on his couch either or anything. Everyone's set up. Greg's so, already yeah. abusing the process. Wes, you go. Um, like, long-winded comedians. My bad. <laughs> like, that dude, like, I thought I had five minutes. I'm used, minutes to, later, I'm used like, to five minutes. Yeah, All right, go like, ahead. Get in, get out. No, man, Tiger, God dang, that sucks, man, to see that. I hope he can come back. And, you know, it's not going to be anytime soon. Probably be like a senior tour appearance on the, you know, at Augusta or something on down the road maybe we can make something like that happen but yeah i definitely feel you that was a recipe for disaster him driving after everything that's happened i mean if you're a famous dude what are you doing driving yeah yeah no let me tell you something i went in the back of the limo yeah, yeah. if i hit the powerball tomorrow two things i'm never going to do wear underwear or clothes in a traditional way. Right. And drive. Right. Never again. Yeah. No. Like, I'm wearing a smoker jacket. I'm $400 million. <laughs> yeah, what exactly. You, I'm putting on clothes when my mama comes to the house. That's it. Yeah. I'm Maybe. not driving anywhere. Maybe. I might create uh, an optical illusion yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. As a media member on live radio in that moment, you remind yourself that over the last hundred years, sports broadcasters have been a part of one of the most, some of the most major stories that we've ever told. So in that moment, I have to gear myself up for, you know, for this opening statement about Tiger Woods. And you start to go through it. Yes, you start to go through it, and you think, holy crap, you know, this guy's got 16 majors. He's got this. He's been a part of some of the biggest sports stories of my 38-year-old life. And then you have to mention Tiger Woods has had some incidents with alcohol and drug abuse. And, and, and right yeah. away they felt the you know it sucks that they felt the need to be like hey by the way guys he Dude, wasn't drunk not feel the need to it's like I hey by the way it's job. seven a.m. unless Tiger's doing a bender no, no, no I'm not saying it's on yeah. you I'm just saying like the fact that the sheriff had to come out on Twitter and, and have the press conference yes. and be like by the way yeah, he wasn't people, trashed yeah that's the thing that we thought we'd go to first right yeah. rapid rate of speed in a residential area. And it's Tiger Woods. Of course, he's pilled up. Of course, he's doing something crazy. And he's partying. So, so I'm. Ha- I'll say this. I'm happy. We'll move. I'm happy that it wasn't drugs or alcohol. And I'm happy that I get to say I hope to see Tiger Woods play golf again. I don't think yeah. there's an athlete in our in my lifetime that has been more mentally or physically tough as Tiger Woods. He is one of the greatest to ever do it in any sport of all time for me. Nike. And I hope to see him perform Nike. again. He'd be on a create a leg or something. He'd be on a Rushmore. Of this of generation, time. it'd be Absolutely. like MJ Tiger. Yes. Oh, like if, he's, if I had he's to throw an Olympian for us, you know what right. I mean? Like that's who that dude Gretzky is. Gretzky and like Phelps or something. Yes. You know, if you had to right. throw an Olympian on there, not that on. I throw an instinctive swimmer swimmer on there. Right. Maybe Brady, probably right. Brady, Jordan, Tiger. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that for me, anyway. I don't know about I mean, for you guys. He wasn't on the cover of his sports video game. He was his sports right, video like game. Right, like Madden. Yeah, like, golf. Yeah. Right. And no. he was young, and they named yeah. it. It wasn't like John Madden had retired. Yeah, and it was so like, as hey, many, we're going to call it Madden football. As many hours as you had on college football game, I had on Tiger Woods golf. You know, I absolutely embrace that deal. One hundred. Have you ever seen dudes playing like a golden tee in public? It's embarrassing. Like some of them have like actual, like they. Oh, moves! Yeah, Yeah, absolute moves. It's too much for me as a man. Where yeah, there's you're faking playing a thing that you could go outside and do already. That's not really, you know. uh, Yeah. Right. All right. Here we go. Next, Watson and Wilson. Deshaun Watson forcing his way out of. 
tech, uh, the Texans organization, which makes sense to me because of the situation yeah. that he's in. But how about this? Russell Wilson, one of the white knights of the NFL, somebody that you would feel from an image standpoint, is about as squeaky clean as it gets, forcing his way out of Seattle, or at least trying to. Greg, you're up. Uh, Russell Wilson, all about legacy. All right, this is a legacy move. He has to sit there at the Super Bowl, watch Tom Brady win the Super Bowl with a new, fresh team, with a dope defense and all the weapons in the world. Like, and this is a guy that just that sees that was just on the stage what three, four years ago against the same Tom Brady, right. who's been to what two, three Super Bowls since then. I don't know what Tom Brady's been to a, at least one or two Super Bowls since they faced each other. And he's over here just struggling to make the playoffs. Right. And he's pissed about it. Yeah. No, and he's and, the most uh, hit quarterback in, in football. Absolutely. And so here's the thing. I don't think this is a this offseason thing. As far as Deshaun Watson, I, I think this is like a, a Palmer move. You know what I mean? If you remember Carson Palmer forcing his way out of uh, Cincinnati, this yeah. is more like a, it seems to me more like a Russell Wilson seems like this will be like a, a next year. He's going to play one more year, and when they don't make the playoffs or they get outed early, no one's going to look at Russell Wilson and say, you're the problem. And it's I going don't know. To- I don't know. But he is the problem. Like, that dude went from hero to villain for me in one second. You got a contract. You got a team that put you in position to play for Super Bowls twice. And if your coach wasn't an effing idiot, you would have won the second one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, so, I, like, what are you complaining about, Russell Wilson? Yet you're getting hit, bro. I'm sorry, but not everybody can get it right as far as offensive linemen all the time. Like, that dude's had a career already. He's a Hall of Famer. And you're going to look at the Seattle Seahawks and say, I'm ungrateful? Like, fuck Russell Wilson with that garbage. 100%. Well, this is the day we live in, right? Like, basketball players calling their shots, saying where they want to go. And you see football slowly starting to come in that form. I mean, w- would you agree? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, man, as far as Russell Wilson goes, I mean, you can't find a cleaner guy. I mean, maybe like Drew Brees is like the only guy that's cleaner Other than, than Russell Wilson. Until this Wilson, last offseason. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, God, dang, I mean, what, what was his destination? He, he was like the Bears, Dallas, the Raiders, and there was one other one. The Bears, the Ra- the Cowboys. Yeah. So it's no one. Uh, well, New Orleans. Nor it was yeah, yeah. New Orleans. And New it, Orleans is in cap hell. Yeah, they're they're out of it, man. I honestly, hundred percent. I would love to see him go to Dallas. Trade I mean, him for Dak and two first rounders. You yeah. might have a deal. I mean, just. I'm in on that deal. Let because Dak here's the thing. do whatever Dak, he wants to do. If, if but Dak get Prescott, in. yeah. If Dak Prescott. So, Russell Wilson's description of the Seattle Seahawks offense is accurate. If you tell Dak Prescott that's his life, he's all in. Absolutely. Dak Prescott's absolutely in to do exactly what Seattle's been asking Russell Wilson to do. Yeah. And he's got a better body for it, honestly. So, you're you're, real quick, and I know we're – and so, on the Deshaun Watson thing, Deshaun Watson absolutely – deserves to get out of Houston. Absolutely. They lied like, to him. Yeah. They asked him to do some things and didn't take him serious. And, yeah, I, I uh, believe so. The fact that they didn't hire Biennemi is fucking beyond me as a – as a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, first of all, like – and I'm not saying you hire a fucking coach because it's a diversity hire. That's not it. But it is, and he's fucking – he engineers an amazing offense that is something that fucking Deshaun Watson is geared towards as a quarterback. And you refuse to take you, – you, 
what he had to wait three weeks to get interviewed, and Deshaun Watson had to like drop shit all over Twitter just to get him interviewed. Right. Yeah, which is insanity, right? Because the dude's got a pedigree that's in, right. Did. Right. That's brutal. So what do you think? Now here's the deal. Clearly, the guy doesn't interview well. No, no, and that's that's my only that's my only takeaway. But at the same time, um, somebody like uh, like Frank Reich when he left Philly. It's obvious, like, as soon as he left Peterson, like, Peterson was never the same. It's, does, does, is, Reed has been the same no matter, no matter what. And so I wonder if some people, some people's thought is, is Biennemi really the offensive coordinator? Because it's Reed's offense. And I think that's, that's what people have a problem. I think that's the one shining thing that kind of, prevents him from getting hired. You don't take the risk, though, to find out? No, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, the fucking Jets should have hired him three years ago before, or two years ago before they hired Adam Gase. Agreed. Like, that that was a travesty in and of itself. And don't get me wrong, the Jets got it right this time by hiring uh, Sala. Like, that's a fucking great hire. But where does Deshaun Watson go? And if I'm the Texans, I think the best deal you get is Tua. This year's, what, the third or fourth pick? And then in next year's first, maybe two or three first. But right. if I'm the Texans, you take that deal and you fucking run. Because oh, this guy's not playing a snap for you. Yeah, I'd, I mean, yeah, you've got a guy that doesn't want to be there. We've all seen how that works in, in pro sports these days. You know, I mean, basketball, they have a little more leverage than they do in football. But still, at the same point, if this guy doesn't want to be there, I mean, who else is he telling they don't want to be there? there there's a, I mean, it's a problem for the whole locker room. There's a few positions where I feel like, ah, maybe I don't want to be here. Like corner, you still got to cover somebody, put some good tape on. But a quarterback has to be absolutely bought into the offense yeah. and know it like the back of their hand. And he's not going to commit to an offense that he's not planning on being in next year. Yeah, I say you get what you can get for him. Uh, let him go. Cut your losses. If you can get some to it, go for it. If you can get Darnold, Darnold. from the Jets, I think, yeah. and honestly, the Jets is the is the better play because Darnold, to me, is, I, I feel like, an undiscovered, if you've seen Fitzpatrick, Tannehill, the list goes on for anyone that's been out of, you know, a la Gase, has really come through and had a great season and has been better. Right. So I want to see Darnold in a functional offense before I make my decision on him. All right. Where is my, – my, like my thing as far as Watson and Wilson go, Wilson's got a contract. Watson's got one too. They lied to Watson. I think let him go. Wilson, I can't get behind this deal because it will turn into the NBA. The NFL is not the right. NBA because you got to go – you play your contract. Like, if you're not good enough, we'll cut your ass. Like, that's what this league is. Oh, you got paid $100 million two years ago? Cool. Guess what? You're not good enough now. You can't play with us. Like, I love that because it keeps the league great. It keeps the league clean. It keeps the league getting better each and every year. It keeps it pure, and right. it keeps Absolutely. the game moving forward. Like, I got to watch 80 fucking games of NBA basketball every year that they don't work hard yeah. until the playoffs. 20 of them, they're off because they're tired. Yeah, because they're, they're sore. Yes, that's not this league. Yeah. And then you yeah. let the athletes start trying to bogart this thing, you're going to yeah. find yourself you like the NBA. somebody else start, you might not come back. Right. Absolutely. All right, J.J. Watts. The Pittsburgh Steelers say they're out. And I'm yep. blown away by that, right? Where's Out Mike going to end up? brother they do. All right, so apparently the top three are uh, Titans, Bills, and Packers. I'm a Titans fan. 
I'd love to have him opposite uh, Jarrell Casey, or uh, not Jarrell Casey, excuse me, who was released by the Broncos, by the way. Um, uh, Simmons, Jeffrey Simmons from Missouri, uh, yeah. Mississippi State, who is an absolute monster on the inside. Um, however, um, man, for me personally, I would like to see him in Green Bay. On, if you're going to go get J.J. Watt more than I think any defender deserves a fucking ring. I agree. For what he did for the city of Houston and the fact that they've just absolutely, Bill O'Brien absolutely took that organization and shat all over them. Like, I just. What did they do to that guy? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, in uh, Watt deserves to pick his spot. And that, I will say this, as badly as they have fucked up this Deshaun Watson situation, them letting go of J.J. Watt and doing it the right way and letting him pick his spot instead of trying to trade him to the Panthers or some you know somewhere he doesn't want to go, granting him his release and doing him the right way, I, I can appreciate them for uh, probably honestly just saving face in that situation. Right. I mean, man, I'll tell you, as far as J.J. Watt, I would love to see him go back to Wisconsin. Right. That would be awesome, but... I mean, I can't believe that the Steelers are out on him. Cap. Well, and that makes sense. But I would love to see just like a mercen- another mercenary team come over. Right. Yeah. Kind of like we had last year. Just everybody just sell out and go Raiders or Cowboys. We get Russell Wilson in there. We get some J.J. Watt in there. Let's, let's do it. Just sell out. Do your super team out. Pick a pick a destination and go for it. Like I'm, I'm here to watch cowboy football be better, right? I'm here to watch the Cowboys have yeah. success. I'm here we to get watch it them. Shoved down our throat. It's just fun, well right? I mean, it's just anytime the Dallas Cowboys or the 49ers are are good, or one of these, you know, the Green Bay Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers. Like there's some, you know, there's some there's blue literal bloods blue bloods in inside yeah, the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So right. anytime that that is, you know, those teams are pl- are good uh, is exciting. So I'm, I'm here for that. I'll, I'll say this about Watt. I think he has been. Uh, the epitome of of what a what a role model is in professional sports. I I cannot uh, stress to you enough how important it is that JJ the guys like JJ Watt keep refurbishing themselves in our professional leagues. Like we got to have a JJ Watt every single year because it, without it we start to lose we start to lose sight of what it is. Right? Like JJ's a football player and he's a community man and he's a good man. He's a family man and. And I need those guys the, out in the community. I, right. You know, for every Odell Beckham, a I need a J.J. Watt. Watt. I got to have yeah. it. You know, I got to have it. So I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm happy that he's going to get the opportunity that Barry Sanders never got, that Megatron never got. You and know it, what I mean? Absolutely. And more so for, for J.J. Watt especially, um, the fact that he shows that those younger pros, like if you want to be great, like you see J.J. Watt's work ethic, right. what he does year-round, show up every day in his relentless effort. The fact that, like, you know, younger defensive linemen that are sitting at home, high school, college players, see that kind of effort getting put out on every freaking snap. And, uh, like, this is what it takes to be here. It's just another example that I think just provides, like, a just in football context, like an outside example that you don't get all the time except for a Lawrence Taylor uh, you know, you only see these guys yeah. once I mean, in a gen- – he's generational talent. You see a professional athlete that works as hard as he does and to the extreme that he does. I mean, a lot of these guys are like, yeah, and they'll show him working out or it's a lot of seven-on-sevens and catching yeah. passes from this guy. But 
I mean, he's putting in the work. He's throwing chains and ropes and, you know, I mean. Got that whole complex in Wisconsin and the whole Watt group gets together. And, and yeah, obviously being with his brothers would have brought a super cool fucking dimension for the NFL period. The NFL going to be like, well, we've got these three brothers yeah, and Big cool. Ben's coming. I mean, it's historic, yeah. As a as a Pittsburgh fan, I know that's not uh, it's not what we've got on the paper, but they've publicly said they're going to bring back Big Ben. How are we feeling? Like someone kicked me in the dick. Uh, Did you want it? Okay, if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm I played not, with that dude. I played with him. Yeah, I fuck you too on that one, right? What's, oh, well, so okay. I played with Ben. I played with Ben Roethlisberger in the North South game of Ohio. Oh, okay. Uh, in the in two thousand, like that dude is. He was a dick then. He's a dick now. And I but just he's in like, Jesus now, and he's and not he's, looking at porn and, and he's, doing. And he's never been. He's never been a good leader, and it's very very apparent. Like you know, Pittsburgh Steelers wanna wanna say goodbye to their stars. They wanna walk Troy Polamalu Malu off the field his last game. They the want it. They, that's who they are. Like, they Jerry gonna, Jones him this year. They Jason Witten him. I feel yeah, you know what I mean. Like the this opposite is... of Bill Belichick. <laughs> like the complete opposite. So they want it. They want you to be there, Ben. But they don't like you that much because you're a fucking asshole. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I'm done with Ben Roethlisberger. Right? So okay, if I was the real, if I okay, if I'm the GM of the fucking Steelers, I I would give me give me Jameis Mullen Winston. You know, we get the fuck out of here. I don't even like. I next, don't even like him. Bedlam basketball the next seventy-two hours. Jameis Winston. This guy. I knew that would piss him off. All right, that was good. That's I had rough. to say that. That was fun. That was fun for me. In the next seventy-two hours, <laughs> Saturday at two p.m., Monday at eight p.m., Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Mike Boynton, Long Kruger, Cade Cunningham. Uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup for sure. But man, I, I am. Uh, I think Oklahoma gets them both. I two really do. I think Oklahoma gets his first one at home, but I have a hard time believing that Oklahoma State, as erratic as they've been this season, is going to find a way to stabilize himself against an Oklahoma team that just lost to Kansas State. Like, those dudes are going to be hot coming into this game this weekend. That is a uh, – we talked about it a little bit before. We're, we're sitting over here uh, having some drinks over here at Brent's, and we were talking about how just – I couldn't have seen this OU football basketball right. season happening. You know, it's just been one of those things where – it's like a, you know, it's one of those things like a beautiful game happening. You, you, I like them to like the 07 Spurs where the ball is just moving and they're, and the Sooners right now are just not afraid to feed whoever's hot. Right. You see some players, some coaches yeah. want to try to get everybody hot and try to get the team and they're just feeding the hot hand. And it's a, honestly, it's almost a different guy every night. Right. Yeah, you don't have that 30 point a night guy. I mean, you no. know, who's it's no buddy or young situation. Everybody else is going to pile in. I love it. They're a fun team to watch. No, absolutely. And if you to, you know, and I try to keep up with basketball and we all obviously know that OU's, you know, a, a more of a football school, but you know, it's, it's been really great to see somebody like Lon Kruger keep a team together and show you how college basketball can work. Agreed. And, right. and this is – and now with the one and done being taken away and now player, you know, players right out of high school are going to be able to enter the draft, this is a beautiful thing where you're seeing, hey, stick around for three or four years. We'll make you a better person, a better basketball player. Whether you don't play here right. for the NBA, you will go play overseas and you will go make money. Like that's something that people don't think about yeah. or know about. But you talk about like Ryan Spangler's over there in like China right now, you know, making it rain. You know, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's what it's make about. Good money over there. You right. can make a few hundred thousand bucks. Absolutely. Going so overseas, couple and hundred grand. Go ahead. 
So I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm in on that deal. But I mean, as far as uh, Lon Kruger and his team, man, I mean, that system works. When you can get a bunch of guys in there that can consistently show up and know their job and do their role, and that's the Lon Kruger team. Man. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like a football team, like. We had so many guys that had to know exactly what you're doing, and it'll all just work. That's the way it is with the Kruger team. We, we don't have a Trey Young or, you know, Buddy going off. But even when we had Buddy, you couldn't stay on Buddy because every one of those guys was dropping threes. Right. I mean, it's – but his system can change, and that's what I love about it. It, it can evolve. He can be from dropping threes to just – you know, running zones to whatever he needs to do, and that's what I love about him as a coach and his teams that he produces. Yeah, Kruger's he's, – he's one of the best coaches in college basketball. There's no question about it. I, I like him in the matchup against Mike Boynton. There's nothing against Mike Boynton there. Lon Kruger's just a great one, right? He's just a great one, bottom line. This is going to be an interesting 72 hours. We haven't seen anything quite like this with two Bedlam matchups. There's yeah. obviously the rivalry aspect yeah, of it. But I do awesome. like, man, I like Oklahoma's ability just to play fundamental basketball. They're just good at it, right? Kate Cunningham and that crew, they're trying to find themselves their identity. Unfortunately for them, they got one year with Kate. If they had two, maybe they're national champions next year. But right now, it's going to be a struggle for Oklahoma State. He can he can always go off when anytime you have a talent that good. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, and that's, that's he can take over the game. That's why I think maybe the one in you know in Stillwater. Yeah, that's what you I was know saying. you you get you get you know if it, it's one of those things he could just get hot. And just like when Buddy, you know, when Buddy went against Oregon, and Oregon had a great team, and have a, well, you just couldn't stop him. He was just hitting it from midcourt and just doing all that. And it's, he's one of those players. I don't know if he's going to be like generational talent good. Right. I don't. I, you don't know yet, but the potential, the athleticism, everything is there. And when you have those kind of players in college football, you can never say never because they can take over a game like anything you've ever seen. Oh yeah. I um switching gears away from sports. All right. Let's I, uh, I got my email on Sunday that I'm eligible for the vaccine. Oh. And it uh, turns out this week that the third vaccine option here in the U.S. is uh, hoping to be available as Johnson & Johnson have put in the uh, – started the process to get their vaccine. The you know, one as far as uh, Yeah, right. Yeah. So if, that, if Johnson & Johnson goes through – uh, this would triple the ability of the U.S. to get vaccines. So you guys, Wes, I know you got shot one, right? Yeah, I got shot one yeah. from but, Pfizer, and now they're talking about there might be either a third shot or a yearly booster. And I'm like, damn. Just give me the one hitter. Can I no. just get the one hitter quitter? Because that sounds cool. I've got nothing. No shots? I'm, 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 uh, I'm 33 years old. I'm in decent health. And they don't care about me as much, and that's fine because. Will you get the vaccine though when it's available? Oh, absolutely! Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, okay. When it's available, and you know, of course, I'll, whichever I forget which one it is, I'm light. I'm very not uh, educated on the you know on the vaccine, if I'm being honest. But whatever that uh, that one that Trump got that he was dancing after, that's the one that I'm getting. Yeah. Like he came back and was dancing. I was like, word, like you're dancing after 72 hours. Yeah, like. It's obviously got something I need in it. Like, yeah. so. I got the first one, and it felt like I got kicked in the shoulder by a damn donkey. Dude, anthrax shot? Okay, Son so I attribute you my. Have anthrax? Okay, settle down. All right, so. <laughs> Wait, you said it. You can't say you, you anthrax. Can't hold on, say hold on. Anthrax. Hold on. It's hold like on. saying bomb on a plane. <laughs> settle down. All right, so uh, because I was formerly military, uh, before my uh, deployment, uh, there's an anthrax vaccine. 
and it's a round of eight, and then you get boosters. So I've had 12 anthrax vaccines. I've had smallpox. I've had every hepatitis shot known to man. So I'm, like, vaccinated to the mother-effing gills. So I'm slightly sure that, like, I'm already good, but I'm still going to get vaccinated. Like, I work at a bar around the general public who, for the most part, never wear masks, but I have to due to the mandate. And so, and I have yet to uh, acquire. In reality, you could lick the bar. Right. But I'm hoping, you know, that's what I'd like to think. You know what I mean? Like, but no, nothing like an anthrax shot. Like, uh, they'd like inject you and it would like burn like really bad and it would just throb like a mother. And it was just 20 minutes and you're sitting there like on Family Guy and you're just like, "Ah." yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, and then it's over and you're fine. Smallpox, I don't know, anybody had to get smallpox shot? No. So they take it and they dip it in like actual live smallpox, and then they poke you with a needle ten times in a small circle, and then literally like you get a smallpox, you get one, so it builds up your tolerance. And so like at the time, I have a tattoo over my scar now. So you get this. So like the next few days, I was stationed in Hawaii at the time. Like my arm swelled all the way up, and it was like big like this for like a few days. And I was like. I called like my uh, like my <laughs> medic, and I'm like, "Yo, so my arm swelled up." He's like, "Yeah, it's, like it's Friday." Selfie. He's like, "Friday, let me know if it's like that on Sunday." And then like the next day, I woke up and it was like halfway down. I was like, "All right." And then nice. the next day, it was all the way away, and I was like, and then it was just like this really gross, pussy thing for like three weeks until it healed. But yeah, due to all this, like. There's some people that are like those anti-vaxxers. I'm yeah, not buying. Man. I'm not buying into that shit. How about shit? the people that are like yeah. computer chip? Like they oh, put yeah. the chip in you. Like okay, the there's lines. You. There's lines, bro. <laughs> there's lines. Like I look, man. Vaccinate me if if you've got some science that tells me that I'm going to be protected yeah. against this thing. Sure, whatever. Ninety-five percent protected. Sign me up for shit's that. Shit's gone so crazy now. Like I can't. Like I, I get it. You don't want the computer chip in your. In your arm. Well, I'm fat and black, and I don't want to die from COVID. Yeah. So give me the chip, yeah. and I'll just eat it. It is what it is. I've got a family <laughs> medical history that you could write a book about. Yeah. Give me I, the look, shot. I'll say this on this podcast right now. Let the government trip and do some crazy shit. I am the rebel leader. Y'all can it's, find no. me. I promise you, Wes and I will be on a hill somewhere. Come to us. Bring yeah. your guns. So, like I, I'm a natural-born leader. So I had friends before, like, <laughs> weed was legal. I used to... Uh, I used to sell the weeds you know now that it's legal i can probably say that after weed went legal i mean i think some of us took a pay cut out there well i I know i did uh (laughs) so but the real like all my there'd be like people was like hey man i want to speak in code where i had to like look them dead in the face and be like do you think the government fucking cares about you like do you really is that what you think like is that in your heart of hearts is that what you think and they're like now that you say it like that i'm like i will say there was one point (laughs) I don't know we if my to phone paranoia. was outdated, but I'd hear the little that when and when somebody had called and I was like, "That's just the weed." Don't don't you say anything. Don't you dare say oh, anything yeah. on yeah. here. You can ask me how many CDs I got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just like I. There's some people where you know, and I understand paranoia to a certain degree because if you look at this this country's deep history. There's been some uh, there's been some shit 
But uh, I, I don't. I feel like everyone's just trying to get through this. Just I feel like the government's just trying to get through it. I don't. They need us to pay for shit. They can't. Right. Like you know, all these people are worried about crazy things. I'm like, hey guys, they need us. They yeah. need us to vote. They need us to pay our taxes. They can't, they'll give away 1.9 trillion, but they're not gonna have it if people aren't buying shit. Correct. We're getting our tax money shit. back. They're but fronting us our tax money, which is really sweet of them. There's a there's a lot of people that need help out there. And there's a lot of people that are going to be paying for help out there that aren't getting help out there. I mean, I think it's unfair realistically, but there's people that need help. So let's find a way to get them what they need without screwing over other people. The problem is anytime you develop a system, there's always weaknesses. And that's where... That's where there's all. That's what all these paranoid people are worried about, and that's that's unfortunate because something as simple as a vaccine that's going to save lives shouldn't be so right uh, divisive. Yeah, I mean, we, there should be a system. There's definitely people that need it first. If it's something that everybody's not able to get tomorrow, there's definitely people that need to get it first. I yes. agree. Like, I yeah. got, I kind of got lucky in mine. I mean, I have some shitty family history as far as health goes, but right. I got lucky. I live right next to a hospital. I, I have contacts at that hospital, and people weren't able to get to the hospital, so we ran over, and we were happy to, you know, be part Oblige. of the herd immunity project, so to speak. And, uh, you know, there was the day I went, nobody was there. I mean, it was a shitstorm outside. And, th- and that's the thing where um, you can't you can't be so sure of what you, like, believe. You just got to be open for everything. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this this may be the beginning of the zombie apop- right. apocalypse. God, Absolutely. I hope so. God, well, I hope so. I just feel like we don't have the fucking options, right? Bottom line. Yeah. We just went off the fucking It's like, it hopefully, um, you know, the worst part of my zombie apop- apocalypse being the Pfizer side, maybe I'll just have a raging boner for a while. You know, maybe that's the worst thing. That's, God, that's I can hope. I'm in on that. I, w- I don't want to eat brains and shit, you know? God, you could hope that would be a side effect. It's like, hey, guys, after you get this vaccination, you're going to yeah. have like an 18-hour hard-on. There's going to be nothing. strip clubs. Yeah. No, or head in full gore and just be like, look, just, man, I've got 18 hours right. to party Get this thing out. Get your thinnest pair of sweatpants and head on out, boys. <laughs> Let's see what we can yeah. do. I hope you get a blow dryer in that bathroom. Yeah. yeah no. Um. <laughs> Good Lord. Maybe some wind pants. Let's just, we're going to wrap it up with that. Not this, is, this is rapid fire in the Sandbase podcast. I I, uh, Greg, I appreciate your time. We're, we're, Greg's going to be more of a regular guest. He's just a ton of fun. and uh, Solid American. And uh, absolutely oh. a solid American. Oh. Um, it, it's, yeah. uh, it is a uh, – I'm a fan of, of Greg, and you got to come hang out with us Dude, more. Dude, uh, no, and uh, again, I, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, got some really fucking great feedback from the, from the first time on, so – Again, appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a blast, but it's not every day a, a, a small five seven little white dude gets to hang out with two all Americans. Hey. So you know it's a you know it's, it's a good time to like sit down and actually. We love all our comedians. Yeah, we love all our vets. little and small, and uh, we love all our God fearing Americans that may or may not live right here in Oklahoma. Dude, and Can't uh, win. 
Can't lose. A shout out again, real quick. Brent Seafood just killed it tonight. Yeah. Can we just say that? That uh, oh yeah. I've been over here just sucking on shells. Yeah. It's so to a point where it's weird and you, nobody. You will guys take can't point. hear this, but what you don't know is while this happened, uh, I watched these two gentlemen just absolutely demolish a crab like it had stolen their lunch. Yeah. Money. So like that's. It, I love this place. <laughs> like that's my Brent's my guy. Uh, I love eating here, but when the crawfish came back and the crab legs were here, we had to do some damage. Well the, done. The yeah, problem was, was when Brent's not here, Sam doesn't really know how to order. Yeah, he so didn't he know what to do with his hands. Like, he's like, uh, and he's got his hands like he doesn't know what to do with his hands, and he says, "I want more." I just hands. need I want stuff. More crab, crab I, hands. I, I said, like, I, "I want more, more hands." I've never yeah. heard her crabs referred to as crab hands okay. ever he's like, in my I dad. I want more hands, and she brings <laughs> out a. Greg Thomas, Wes Sims, I'm Sam Mays. This is Sam Mays Podcast. We'll see you soon. Thanks, guys. Yep. The Sam Mays Podcast is a production of P-Squared Media.